Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Your voice, your vote. Utah's vice presidential debate. In-depth coverage on KSL News Radio. Hey, welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Wrapping up the one o'clock hour here. We are just a few short hours away from the kickoff of the one and only vice presidential debate. We here playing host in Salt Lake City on the campus of the University of Utah. That is where I am right now. And as I look around uh, this great hall here at the the Ray Open Student Union, uh, I I see media from uh, around the country. And outside of this building, I know that there are even more broadcast trucks uh, and, and reporters and cameras and lights and microphones, all of that, all of that, uh, testament to the fact that here, something big is happening, something different, something monumental, and it's a great honor to be hosting it here in uh, Salt Lake City. We'll be broadcasting throughout the day. Uh, Jeff Kaplan going to pick things up in just after an hour. That's going to take you right up to uh, the debate tonight and afterwards, after the debate, which, again, you'll hear right here on KSL News Radio. Following the debate, there'll be expert analysis by... KSL News Radio's own Doug Wright and Jeff Kaplan himself. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, before we get to that, though, we need to look at this debate from every angle so that when it starts, uh, we are ready to watch and listen with informed and prepared ears. Joining me now to help prepare us for uh, listening and viewing tonight's debate, it's Bruce Huff, Republican National Committeeman. Uh, uh, sir, how are you? I'm doing great. Hey, when did when did uh, Doug Wright became an expert on this? I'm just no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> tell, tell Doug hi you, for you, me. I you call him tonight. You ask him that question yourself. We'll see how yeah, he responds. Are, are, hey, wait, hey, when did you become an expert? Hey, he's awesome. Uh, for sure, love, love love him to death. Good to see him back. Uh, doing the real business of uh, reporting and news. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. A wonderful treasure, wonderful resource here at the station. Uh, tell me, Bruce, what are you watching for tonight? As, uh, well, listen, I, I, I'm assuming that you're supporting uh, Mike Pence here tonight, right? Yeah, look, first of all, let me go back to something you said. It is a wonderful opportunity mm-hmm. to showcase the state uh, with this debate. I wish the the haze was gone, but uh, it's a beautiful situation. You know, Fox News is over at the Vivint Center. They're doing, uh, they've been here for a couple of days doing their newscast from Salt Lake City, which is uh, just a tremendous thing. Most of the news organizations are covering tonight, but they're not actually anchoring from here for the like, like the last couple of days. And so, even that's been a tremendous thing. That's right, right across from Broadcast House. You've, you've obviously seen oh, yeah. their marquees up and things oh, yeah. like that. So, I mean, it, we're getting, Utah's getting uh, much deserved uh, attention uh, as the great state that we are. So, great privilege. And by the way, four years ago, we spent a lot of time 
preparing for a presidential debate. That's right. That ultimately did not happen, much to our chagrin. I, I feel very badly that that didn't happen because we worked really hard on that one, too. But, hey, this is fantastic. And it's going to be a great uh, program tonight. I'm looking forward to it. I think um, you'll see the temperaments will be dramatically different. Uh, you'll see, I think, some pretty substantive discussion. But you'll also see uh, a very, very different um philosophy and how we should be governing this country. And when I say maybe, I hope we see it, because the reality is what sometimes is said is not always what is the action. And, and if you look at Kamala Harris, if you look at what how she's acted over the last several years, she's had literally the most liberal voting record in the entire uh, Senate. Uh, Mike Pence, uh, conservative governor, conservative congressman, esteemed by colleagues for his principles, and who lives and literally walks the talk of a principled uh, human being uh, all the time. I, he just—he's a very impressive man. He, he comes off as very uh, subdued sometimes, but the reality is he's just a—he's a man of substance and character, and and uh, we have a lot to be grateful for. Uh, having him as our vice president and having him continue to have the influence he has, which he has had a significant influence for good in this White House. There are some tactical decisions to be made by the candidates here this evening. Speaking specifically about Mike Pence, do you predict uh, that his focus will be uh, on himself, on Donald Trump, or will he attempt to highlight uh, what he views to be the shortcomings of Senator Harris uh, or, or Joe Biden? If you had to generalize it in those terms, where do you think his focus will be, or tactically speaking? I think his focus is going to be, hey, let's look at the record. Let's look at what was promised and let's look at what was delivered. And I think you're going to, I hope that's what happens uh, because that really is what it comes down to. I mean, we, you know, look, I've done an op-ed recently that talks about, you know, why uh, Latter-day Saints and other people of faith should vote for Donald Trump. And, and it comes down to a very simple thing. And that is that actions actually do speak louder than words and we need to look at what actually has occurred over the last three and a half almost four years and the policies and the judges and the the foreign policy issues and the trade issues uh the, the criminal justice reform all these things that have been done that nobody could have ever guessed could have been accomplished in such a short period of time and i think if if uh, vice president pence focuses on the actions, focuses on what's actually been done, that this is a, becomes a no-brainer for people if they think about uh, how their lives were before the pandemic. And so I just think uh, they, we need to get back to that. There will certainly be focus tonight on the president's health and the COVID-19 pandemic as uh, as Vice President Pence is faced with questions along these lines. Uh, how does he respond? How does he defend, say, the uh, the movements of the president subsequent to uh, his positive diagnosis for COVID-19? Well, look, it, it, uh, people expect that the president isn't going to be susceptible to getting this, this covid uh, uh, 19 virus. It's like, yeah, he's got some of the greatest protection around him that you could have, but guess what? He's around law enforcement, military, and a lot of people, just like everybody else, maybe more so than, than you and I, who can kind of 
self-quarantine, can, can you know, self-isolate a lot easier. And, and so I, I mean, you think, look, we've talked about, you know, a million people who have contracted the virus. Okay, he's one of them. He's one of, one of a million, uh, one of two million, whatever the number happens to be now. But the reality is, is to sort of blame him, oh, he got the virus, he's, he's bad. Well, that makes no sense whatsoever. What about all the other people who have gotten it? Are they bad too? I mean, that, it, that, that argument from the Democrats has been just literally ridiculous. And uh, you can argue all day long about which precautions you take and which ones you don't. But the reality is he's worn masks. He's, he's socially distanced. He's done a lot of these things like every, every, every other human being on the planet has been doing. And he got it. And so did people around him. And that's the problem. When one person gets it, people around you are more susceptible to it. And there are millions of people who have gotten it. And not because they were bad or they, they were lazy or they were uh, ineffective in their, their being guarded. It's just it's going to happen. It is a new and contagious virus. Uh, let me ask you this question about the stakes. Uh, for, for which camp are the stakes higher right now? Who has uh, who has more to gain and who has more to lose here tonight in this vice presidential debate? And then I want to ask you about the importance of the debate itself. Well, I actually think, and I'll do the, the last question first. I actually think this um, is pretty important, and it's important because... I think people came away from the presidential debate disappointed in the lack of substance because it became uh, sort of a, a bit of a brawl. And right. as a consequence, I think that the American people are, are looking to this one and saying, hey, can we have a dialogue on the substance of the issues where we can clearly understand the difference and rather than name calling and other things going on, let's, let's get something. So I think it's important. I think as a vice presidential debate, this may be, and I, I hate to use the, the cliche, may be one of the most important vice presidential debates we've ever had because of the, the current circumstances in terms of who has the most to lose in this situation. Uh, you know, that's that's hard to say that the reality is, is that if the records are discussed properly and honestly and fairly, I think the American people will see that clearly uh, Vice President Pence has the most to offer in the next four years as, as the vice presidential candidate. Uh, so but who has the most to lose? Hard to say. I, 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 if they behave themselves, uh, I don't think either of them are going to, quote, lose. But I think. What I'm really looking for is that the American people win tonight, that they Very actually good. get to see a substantive discussion. Bruce Huff, we'll leave it at that. Republican National Committeeman, thank you so much for your time. We're going to take a break right now. Uh, we're going to get some news. And when we return live from the campus of University of Utah, Congressman Rob Bishop served alongside Mike Pence. We'll speak to him next on Live Mike. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. 
You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.